Okay, friends. Just finding a comfortable seat. Letting your gaze soften. Or your eyes close. And beginning to tune inward. attention really be on the physical sensations of your body and what it feels like to be you right now. And what if there is a place in your body that is feeling like it needs some extra nourishment especially along the center channel where your chakras line up. You can place your hands there. Just giving yourself that loving attention. always first in my very humble opinion must be placed in meditation on our body on the somatic experience of what it is like to be us right now and to name it and touch in on it and feel it to welcome it, to remind ourselves that this too belongs. We were given this portal from which we get to view the universe, this gift of being embodied. And yoga in and of itself is a relearning to let our attention rest there, that it's a safe place to let our attention dwell. So just listening, feeling. And if there's discomfort, for me that often manifests as an ache or a quivering or feeling of anxiety, almost like my cells are vibrating. You can welcome the possibility of softness but not making any demands on yourself right now. And then we'll take three deep breaths together. And the invitation here is to really stay with the breath. How embodied, how present, 
How tuned in can you be just for three breaths? And it's so funny to notice, at least for me, how quickly I'm willing to exit. And to greet even that with a sense of humor, with a giggle. So together, one big breathing family, big full inhale. Soft, slow exhale. Drawing in. And letting the air out staying with yourself. super nerdy about this inhale pull the air in feel all the subtle feelings and then exhale release Noticing if you were able to stay with yourself or the hilarity uh, of how easy it is for us to exit with our attention. But remembering that this practice, practice is cumulative, right? And so we just come back and we come back. And over time, it gets easier to stay present. And then you can drop your hands, lift your chin, and open your eyes if you're ready. Um, Okay, so I don't know about all of you, but there are a lot of people in my life who are starting to suffer um, from the mental health consequences of this quarantine. Is that happening for anyone? Yes, out there, yes where you know some people, or maybe it's you, (laughs) who is starting to feel um, not that great, even if in the beginning you were like, I've got this, I can do this, I've got to practice. And I um, I took some phone calls yesterday from some folks in my life who were suffering and then also had a moment, um, a couple moments actually in the past week with my daughter who has been having a really hard time. This is her freshman year of college. She got a full ride to Bennington and she, her experience that she worked her whole life for, right? Um, to have the privilege of being able to have a college education like that, uh, has dramatically shifted. So there's a lot of grief for her. Um, around that experience and then also all of her friends and how they're in relationship with each other Um, and she was fighting (laughs) she and her best friend have a very fiery relationship rooted in a lot of honesty Um, and she I love them they're like so sweet together they try so hard it's very admirable for 19 year olds how hard they try and She was asking me for some advice in a conflict they were having. And I was like, oh, it sounds to me like she, Lily is her name, like Lily just wants to be heard. Like she just wants to be listened to. And Veda goes, well, how? 
And I was like, aha, good question. (laughs) Because I think that it is something that we are deep listening, like the capacity to deep listen is a skill that we are not necessarily taught as human beings. Um, I know that I wasn't. I was taught how to be defensive. I was taught how to guard a sense of myself um, of how I wanted to be that prevents me from listening, right? If that threatens that image that I have of myself. Do you all know what I'm talking about? Yes. Okay. Thank you. My, I have like two nodders over here and then I'm just looking at you guys and it's Carly and Adrian. <laughs> and they just go, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so I, this is so silly friends, but I didn't learn how to listen until I was literally in marriage therapy, right? Like in the dark, dark times of my marriage when it was falling apart, the marriage therapist that we were going to at the time had this script that she helped us with that um, like essentially taught me how to listen better, like an actual script. And I wanted to share it with you guys because it really helped Veda And if you haven't been in marriage therapy, maybe you don't know the script, right? And it's been so helpful. So are you ready? I'm going to give it to you. I wrote it down, and it's going to be on the podcast. This is the one I actually wrote for Veda. So I'll tell it to you. Okay. Rule number one is to always ask if if the person is available to talk. So you say, are you available to talk? Because do you ever have somebody, oh, people are running for their notebooks. I love it. Do you ever have somebody um, uh, start to talk to you and you're like, wait a minute, I was not ready for this conversation. So the first part is like, I have this thing that I want to speak to you about. Are you available to talk, right? Um, And then the second part is is that you decide who's going to talk first. And so like you like I would like to say my thing first and then I'm gonna listen to you uninterrupted that's the second part you make like a decision together about who's gonna talk first because usually if there's a conflict or something that needs to be heard both parties have something that need to be heard um okay and then here's the actual script so that's the setup for it you set up those two things And even then, can't you imagine, like, as someone who wants to talk or someone who wants to listen, like, the freedom just from having, like, that little bit of container that you create together? It's so amazing. Okay, so here's the first thing, is that the person who goes first says their whole thing, and they do it uninterrupted. And this is really hard, friends, especially if you're someone who is guarding that sense of self and feels maybe a little bit defensive. You have to let the person speak uninterrupted. That's it. And they go and they do the whole thing as long as it takes. And then you, as the listener, say, what I'm hearing you say is, and then you mirror back their words, almost verbatim. You try and use as many of the same words as they use so that their mirror neurons like activate and feel heard. Yeah? Okay, cool. Then... After you mirror, it's called mirroring, you say, did I get that right? And that gives the person an opportunity, like if you missed a point or they feel misheard, to go back and say, say it again if they need to, right? And then you can, you can repeat those first couple steps um, a bunch of times if that's what has to happen until the person feels hurt. And it can take a minute, right? And you can take breaks if you need to. That's another thing. 
um, as far as the setting up of the container, you can say, hey, I'm going to need a 10 minute break. Let's set a timer and come back. Right. Not like I need a break and then you leave for four days. Like you got to set a timer on it or else people get weird. Um, okay. And then after um, they feel heard, then you say, is there more? Is there more? There you go. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, Melise just said this is how online tech support does it. That's great. That's awesome. We should, we, uh, that's wild to me. Um, okay. And then, so then you've got, what I'm hearing you say is, did I get that right? Is there more? And then the fourth thing in the script is, you say, that makes sense to me, right? Because all we want in the world, most of us, is to have a loving witness, is to someone say that we make sense, that we're not crazy, that that makes sense to me, yeah? Okay. And then the fifth part is, um, do you, what do you need, right? You ask the person, is there something that they need from you? And then the sixth part is, and this is internal, good boundaries are saying yes to needs you can meet and no to needs that you can't. And this requires a lot of self-honesty. So many of the times between hearing what the person's need is and then answering their needs, you might need to take a break. Yeah? Got it? Okay. Um, and then compromise is where between the two of you, you find common ground about how to move forward if that's needed, right? But oftentimes, friends, I spoke with a dear, dear friend last night who um, is experiencing divorce in the middle of this. And I said, what do you need? And his answer literally was like, you've given it. All I needed was a loving witness. And the things to avoid in this script are fixing, comparing, right? Gossiping. Oh, I hate gossip. And um, interrupting, which we already talked about. But those are the things to really, like, just red flags on the field and defensiveness. Oh, and then one of the ways, I just learned this, one of the ways that we can mark in our mind if we're being defensive is if when the person is talking, we start scanning for things that we disagree with. So if you notice you're doing that in your brain, you have to, like, take a break probably and see if you can widen your perception. Yeah? Is this helpful? Okay, good. Thanks, nodders. <laughs> They're, my nodders are writing and then going, mm-hmm, like that. Um, so this is the deep listening of relationship, right, of how we can listen deeply in our relationships so that another person can feel heard. Veda did this with her friend. I just don't want to leave you hanging on that story because I'm sure you were wondering. And it worked. And she came into my room late at night and was like, Mama, I did the script and it totally worked. And I felt like such a successful mother. And, and she ripped it out of my notebook and like was like taking it around with her to help her. I had to grab it back from her. Um, I know, it's so good. I wish that I had been taught this pre-marriage therapy, but sometimes it's through separation, right, that we learn, learn our hardest lessons. And so I give this to you um, lovingly. Let's go practice. Finally, some of you are like, oh my God, where are my chaturangas? Come to your mat. We're going to start laying down the, <laughs> the 
the um if you know me though this just happens sometimes we got to talk about stuff that's yoga being in relationship the playlist today is called home it's on my spotify if amy's here which i think she is she'll probably post it okay love you see you in a second